I got to look for my Bible here. Oh, here it is. <laughs> my Hmong Bible, uh, it's very small. I got a very small Hmong Bible, so I was looking for it this morning. I have no idea what I did with it. And so I had to read from the from my app from uh, on, on the phone, but uh, the words on the app is very, very different from the words in the actual Hmong Bible, so it's kind of hard for me to actually read the ones from the from the um, app. But um, anyways, today we're, we're going to talk about waiting, about waiting on the first day of Advent. So we're going to talk about waiting for Christ, waiting for God's intervention into our own life. I was reading, a, uh, I was reading an article the other day, and, that's, and that article was talking about things that parents simply can't wait to tell their kids about their toddler years, right? You know, and that, that, that kind of interests me because I can't wait to tell certain things to, to Eli when Eli gets older, you know. And uh, so the, the author wrote some of the things which I found to be kind of humorous, to be kind of funny. And the author was saying that some of the things that she couldn't wait to tell her kids, to tell her toddler age kids uh, when, when her kids got older was this, that, you know, sometimes when you, when you were a child, I found many of your sorrows and many of your pain to be some of the most hilarious things to me. And then she also wrote that she wanted to tell her kid when her kid grew up that you were really, really annoying to me sometimes. <laughs> she also said, I want to tell my kids that you were clothed less than 25% of the time until you were five years old. She also wanted to tell her kids that um, all the toys that I bought you, they were secretly for me. <laughs> She also wrote, I hid candies from you because I didn't want to share them with you. And I had no idea what you were saying half of the time. And to be honest with you, I lied to you all the time. And the last, we're going to end with this one. The last one is that, it's a sweet one, I guess, uh, is your cuddles were the best. Your cuddles were the best. And so, yeah, it is, right? Yeah, Eli's four years old now. He doesn't want to cuddle with me anymore, but I still try to cuddle with him. And, you know, just cuddling with kids, it's, it, you know, just cuddling with your, your child, it's, uh, it's a great thing. I mean, and so this is what she was writing about. And I, was, I, I started thinking about myself. What was, it, what was it that I couldn't wait for, you know? What was it that I couldn't wait for when I was a kid, when I was younger? And I remember when I was nine years old, I wanted a job so much, right? I wanted a job so much because I wanted money, so I couldn't wait to have a job. So I was looking in the newspaper, and I saw this ad that says bookkeeper in there. <laughs> and so I, I was saying, you know, I can do that. I'm a kid. I, can, I got room. I can keep books, right? <laughs> and so I called them up. I actually called them up, and I said, you know what? I can keep your books for you if that's what you want, right? And so, I, so one of the things that I couldn't wait for was to become a book, you know, to have a job, to have a job. Another thing was to, to drive. Man, I just couldn't wait to drive. I just that, that was something. I learned I learned to drive when I was 12 years old, and you know, this is not something that I'm advocating for us to do. But uh, you know, I was uh, I was a, I was a pretty brave kid, and so when my my cousin, he's about yeah, he's four years older than me. So when he finally got his license at the age of 16, I asked him to teach me how to drive. Right. So <laughs> so the first time I drove the car was at our church, and I I almost got into a car accident. You know, because uh, there's a stop sign there, but I didn't know, I didn't know what the heck that was. <laughs> and so I just went through the stop sign and almost got into a car accident. So I couldn't wait to drive. Another thing is that, that as a kid, you can never wait for Christmas. Man, you can never wait for Christmas because of all the gifts, all the presents that you want to open. And um, 
I mean, we bought gifts for our kids already, especially for Eli. We bought him a bunch of gifts already, but we're hiding that for now, you know. We have to hide that for now because, because if we don't hide that, then he's just going to open them up, you know. He, he, he won't wait until Christmas. So, yeah, so Christmas was a time that, you know, I just, I just couldn't wait for Christmas every single year, you know, get all the gifts, get all the presents and things like that. Now, what are some of the things that we, or you individually, what are some of the things that you can't wait for? What are some of the things? I want you to think about that. I want you to reflect upon that. What are some of the things that you would like to get? You know, some, things, some of the things that you're eager for. It's, if we look at Isaiah chapter 64, verse 1 through verse 9, we see the context and we see that the people of, of Isaiah's time, that they were waiting for God's intervention in their own time. They were, they were going through this time of distress. They have just returned they returned from Babylon for about 100 years or so. And, and they were doing all these things, but they were still going through a time of much distress in their own faith. And they weren't really sure how to proceed with their faith. How can, how can they go about with their faith? And we see in this Bible verse their desire for God. Their desire for God to intervene in their life. And their, for their people. They desired for the intervention from God. And so for us as Christians, when we read this passage, what do we think about? What is it in our life that we, we uh, wait for? Who is it that we wait for to intervene for us during our darkest times? In our own times of uncertainty, uh, uncertainties, what is it that we wait for? Who is it that we depend upon to intervene for us? Do we truly, do we truly, truly wait for Jesus Christ? Or what is it that we turn to? Unfortunately, many people, many people, often turn to drugs. Many people often turn to alcohol as something to intervene for them, to numb them so they will forget about all their troubles. But the Word of God is teaching us here, the Word of God is teaching us and showing us here through the prophet Isaiah that we need to wait for Christ, that we need to wait for God's intervention into our own lives, into our own lives. In Isaiah chapter 64, verse 1, it says this, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. ซายลันจีละมุนดาวยากินยัวเชียนซอปลาละมุนดาวยาวัตตะละจีตาตาวัยตะละจอกินจิงละยมุนละตอกจอกินจิงเจ้ามุจอรอขอตื่นหลอล
we want you to tear open the heavens or rend the heavens. Let's talk about tearing open the heaven and come down. They see the power that this God, that they want to come upon them. It's a God with power. And that when he comes, he will not come unnoticed. But that when he comes, that we will, we, there will be evidence of his own presence in the midst of us. And we will see so many things, so many miracles. And he will come with power. And that's who they were waiting for. You see, I don't want us to just wait for, for a God just by simply saying God. Because the word God itself can mean many different things to many different people. Many cultures, God is like a, a rock can be a God. A tree can be a God, right? In many cultures. But for us, we're talking about this powerful God. This creator of all things. This Lord of all lords. This king of all all kings. This powerful, powerful God that when he comes upon us and when he intervenes, that we will see evidence of that intervention. We will see evidence of that power. The power of God in our own life. And we see that they could wait upon God. They can wait upon God because they've had experience with God in the past. Because they've had experience with God in the past. Let me try to get back here to the English version here because I understand English more than I understand Hong too. So. <laughs> verse 3 to verse 5, we see that they're talking, for when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you see, they had experience with God in the past, which allowed them to, base upon that own experience, to trust in God, which allowed them to have that faith that they can wait for God. They had a relationship with God. They can recall their experiences with God. Do we have that? Do we have that in our own lives? When we go back and we think of our, our, our own life in the past, do we have that experience? Do we have that relationship with God? We need to seek for that relationship. Because the more experience that we have with God, the more miracles that we experience with God, the more we will learn to trust Him. The more time that we spend with God, the more we will learn to trust God. The more we know about God, the more we will learn to trust Him. It's just like our spouses, right? The more time you spend time with your spouse, the more you know about your spouse, the more you will learn to trust your spouse. Our relationship with God is very similar. A lot of times we can't wait for God. A lot of times we don't want to wait for God. It's because we don't even know God. We don't even want to spend time with Him. We have no experience with him. And so we have to have that experience with God. One of the things that they also realized is that they needed to repent, not only as individuals, but also as a nation. I want to draw our attention to verse 6 to verse 7, where it talks about, oh, verse 6, where it says, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. You see, they even realize they're not talking about their sins. See, they're not talking about their sins. They're not saying that their sins are like filthy rags. But what they're talking about is they're talking about their righteous acts. Even the, 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 the most righteous acts that they, were, they had, that they were doing, they realize that even those things fell short 
of who God is, of who God is. And because they realize that they can learn to depend upon God. Many times people will come up to me and they, they will say, you know what, Pastor Chang, I feel so weak. And one of the things I want to ask them is this, well, if you feel so weak, um, how many times do you read the Bible? And they'll say, well, I hardly read the Bible. And I'll ask them, how many times do you pray? And they say, well, you know, I hardly pray. And I tell them that your problem is not that you are too weak. Your problem is that you are too strong. You are too strong. That's why you don't study the Word of God. That's why you, you believe that you can do it by yourself. That's why we don't pray. A lot of times we don't pray because we rely, we rely on ourselves. We're not weak enough. We're too strong. And sometimes that's our issue. And we don't repent before our God as we wait for Him. We don't repent before our God. We don't put our whole desire, everything, towards God. And so many times, that's why we don't feel his presence. That's why we don't feel his presence with us. And so we must have this willingness to repent and this willingness in our own lives to submit ourselves to God. As he comes, because he's not going to come as a passive God, he's going to come with power. And when he comes with power, we are going to have to submit ourselves to him. And so today, let us, I want us to reflect upon our own lives as we start, as we begin the Advent season. And I, I want us to ask ourselves, where in our own lives, where in our own lives can God intervene for, for us? Where and when can God intervene for us? And let us find the faith to patiently wait upon God, to intervene in our life, to follow God. And let us bring all of our troubles to God, repent of all our sins, and let, let us learn, let us learn to submit our lives to God. And if there's anyone in this room, if we haven't done so, if we haven't turned our life over to God yet, if we haven't accepted Christ into our hearts yet, if we haven't accepted Christ into our lives yet, I want us to do that, to think about doing that this Advent season as we wait, as we wait for our Savior, to consider doing that, giving your life over to Jesus Christ. And so at this time, let, let us pray for the word of God today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Father. We thank you so much for your words. We pray that your words will transform our lives. We pray that your words will bring a blessing into our church, Father. Father, be with each and every single one of us as we wait upon you to intervene for our behalf. And so we give you all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.